Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. We thank you for joining us this week. And we are in week two of our January series, Jesus Saves. And on this episode, we have Pastor Sharonda Manor Foster, and she talks about an interesting concept, now and later. Not only does Jesus save now in this present time, but even on through eternity, Jesus saves. So listen to this interesting concept, now and later. Before we get started, we'd like to give you the opportunity to partner with us, and that's by sowing a seed and into this ministry so we can keep producing these podcasts, our YouTube videos, our Facebook Live to continue to reach people who are looking to meet Jesus, change their life, and find their purpose. Now, there are a few ways you can do that. First, you can text New Antioch, all one word, to 77977. Next, you can use Cash App. That's New A Aliante, two A's. And please use your government name so we can give you the proper credit. You can visit our website. That's newantioch-aliante.org. Follow the donate tab and it'll take you safely and securely. You can mail it in. It's 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, on to the episode. And so I wanted to get them when we right here on this song. Because they said that Jesus will. Yeah. He will. Yes, he will. Well, I know. I know. He will. That Jesus will. And so I wanted to testify. Because I don't want you to gather in this room for nothing more this afternoon. I don't want you to have gotten dressed and came over here for nothing. But the enemy said, as long as nothing happens, he will be good. Well, if you know me, then I defy the enemy and I stand in his face. He's been messing with us all week. People in the hospital, people struggling through the week. Just this, this feeling, I don't know if you guys can feel it. It's just an undertone and people are saying that, that this might happen and, and that might happen. But I came to stand while we right here over. Jesus will. Yeah. 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 Yeah
is that he'll fight my battles. What I know is that he has shown up before. What I know is that he's brought me out over and over and over again. And so whatever he's stirring up,
tries to make me believe, Patrice, that he ain't real. That God ain't coming for you and that he won't come for you. That's when I gotta pull out my file cabinet and start throwing files out. You have to go to God for those kids. 
and ask him, Miss Sharon, to go get them. And he will. And he will. I want to stand with a parent that's out there that's still standing, but he haven't yet, Pastor Sharonda. My kid is still out there, but I want to tell you, but he will. But he will. I got some mamas over here. I see y'all. I got some fathers over here that have stood. I see you fathers that have stood and said that I know that he will. Some of you are still standing in the gap believing that God is going to bring your child back. Y'all, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. All is not lost. It's not over. It's not over. And so I, I don't know, like, I don't know where to start here. So I'm just going to work through it and we'll see how far we get for today. But I feel the presence of God in the place. I feel the enemy trembling. Because the believers have stood up and expect that we will not leave here the same way that we came in. So if he thought we would gather on today and just leave here and say we went to church, he's wrong. Because I see some hearts changing. I see some people saying thank you. I see some things happening already. I see him moving on the hearts of people already. So you're a defeated foe again. Again you're defeated. And so let's stand really quick all over the place. And we'll work through this. And then when I get to a place, I'm just going to say, let's pray. <laughs> John 10, 10. Verse 10. And then we're going to go to John 14, 1 through 4. And we'll start right there. Let's read this together. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the place. You know the way to the place where I am going. You may have your seats. You may have your seats. I would like to testify. Give an honor to God, who is the head of my life. I want to tell a dying world what the Lord has done. I was once lost in sin, far from the peaceful shore. A very needless thing to do, sinking to rise, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea, from the waters he lifted me. I came to Jesus just as I was. I was weary, wounded, 
and oh so sad. But I found in him a resting place. And I got to tell the world that he done made me glad. I want everybody to know what I'm talking about. I got to tell the world, hallelujah. Jesus saves. These are the words of Marvin Winans. He so powerfully sings in his song, Jesus saves. This is one of the songs that I can listen to over and over. Just as we were in our end of the year uh, fast. And for those of you who do not know, uh, my first ministry when I came into church was the dance team. I was a member of the praise dance team, and then I moved on to the mind team. Silent Scream is in the house. Come on. We ain't going to dance today, y'all. We ain't going to dance. But I have to tell you. That that's why they say don't do it with the backs and everything. But it wasn't that long ago, y'all. We was probably one of the oldest mom teams in the city. <laughs> but during the our fast at the end of the year, this is one of my favorite songs by Marvin Wine is Jesus Saves. And while we were ministering in mime, I never had the opportunity to minister this song. But there is so much emotion. So many highs and lows, so I done made up my own routine, Chantel, during the fast. And I just ministered this song before God because Jesus saves. I get lost in this song. I dance to it. I, I cry to it. I find myself yelling back at the music coming out. You better sing, Marvin. Come on. It just feels that, that good to me. And I believe it moves me so much because that's my testimony. Yes, yes. I was sinking, mm -hmm. sinking to rise no more. I was wounded, weary, and sad. And I believe that at some point in life, that is all of our yes. testimony. Yes. And so he's singing that for all of us. And then there's a whole number of that says that Jesus saved us. We were far from the peaceful shore. We were sinking to rise no more. I don't know what your sea was or is. I don't know what was pulling you under. I don't know if it was just life in itself that is or was your sea. I don't know if it was addiction. I don't know if it was a sickness or sadness or pride or, or lack or ego or loneliness or hopelessness or fear, but you're sinking to rise no more. I don't know if you could picture a person that is trying to get above the water, trying to get their face and their nose and their mouth above the water so they can breathe. But he said, I was sinking, sinking to rise no more. And then he says, I was sinking to rise no more. But it was a very needless thing to do. Because Jesus saves. There's a lifeguard. Standing close, standing near. But we were far from the peaceful shore. We thought that they couldn't see us anymore. We thought we had got too far away. And that no one could see us. But then he says, Jesus saves. The master of the sea, he said, he lifted me. And I love this. I love this. 
This whole year, y'all, is all about Jesus. This whole month, we're going to be talking about Jesus saves. Dr. Parson kicked us off on last week, and, and if you missed it, then you should go back and, and check out uh, what she had to say. But Jesus saves. He rescues us. He keeps us from harm or danger. He keeps us and stores us up for future use. It's not just for now. My message for today is Jesus saves now and later. Now and later. I believe it is a common misbelief that we're only saved later. I believe that we hear the, the person, the minister, whoever, wherever you were, that says, you need to get saved so you don't go to hell. And so it's a fear tactic that you there's going to be life after this and you need to get saved. And so we believe that it's only for later. But I want you to tell you that Jesus saves for now. Not only when you will be in, in heaven, but I want you to know that he saves us for now. We found out last week that saved is another word for salvation. And we found out that salvation is threefold in its execution. You have been saved, you are being saved, and you will be saved. Jesus saves now and later. We're not there now and later. Of course, y'all can see that for all of y'all who, you know, some candy heads. You can see that I was reminded of the now and later candy. And it's now on. See, somebody was like, come on now and later. And you know what? I started to bring some now and later. And I'm like, no, everybody going to be chewing, 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 chewing. I found it now and later. But the name now and later was meant to suggest from the candy company that customers, that they are going to like them now and then want some more for later. And that is the same way with Jesus. We're going to like what he's doing now, but we're going to need some more for later. This is true of his saving grace. We need it now. But I wanted to look in the Bible because I wanted us to have some foundation for what he's doing now and later. How does that work, the now and later? So I just want to introduce you to a person. And I want you to see how God worked this now. And later, Luke 8, 8 says this. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The 12 were with him. You know, his apostles, the disciples, the 12 were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, was with them. Now it says she, along with some other women, was helping support Jesus and his disciples from their own means. We got some women, one in particular, Mary Magdalene, who was walking with Jesus and his disciples, supporting them from her own means. Mary Magdalene had some money. And she was in support of Jesus' ministry. Mary Magdalene is a woman who Jesus had driven seven demons out of. Seven demons? And she's walking with Jesus? She's with him? All right, let's see. What's going on, Mary? Because this sounds like a case for now. 
Not a lady, I'll meet you in heaven and I'm going to be all right. No, Mary Magdalene had seven demons and she needed some now saving. The Bible doesn't tell us what she looked like or acted like before Jesus delivered her from the seven demons. But my, I, was, I wanted to know, Jackie. I was imagining what condition was she in? Seven demons? Now that sounds like a now saving. She needed something now. Most of those who were demon possessed in the Bible display physical and, and psychological maladies. We do have some, some case studies that we can go from. The descriptions that are giving range from extreme, like the maniac of the kerosene, who y'all remember him, this maniac that Jesus came upon that was living in the tombs, uh, this maniac that they had to chain him down or try to chain him down, but nothing could hold him. He would break the chains uh, and the feathers. They would try to bind him uh, and nobody could do it. He was possessed uh, with demons. Uh, and then they say, uh, and always, night and day, he was in the mountains. He was in the tombs. He's walking around with dead people. He's in isolation. And they said day and night, night and day, he's crying out and cutting himself with stones. This man was possessed by a legion of demons. We don't know how many they were. Some say from 2,000 to 6,000 demons were in him. All we know is it was about 2,000. And Jesus cast those demons out into the pigs and they ran off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. All we can say is what a legion usually is. Yeah. And it's usually 2,000 yeah. to 6,000 troops. This man was possessed. Yeah. And so we kind of get an idea of what it looks like when you might be possessed by demonic activity. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was another man who they brought to Jesus. The man said, teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit, A, that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, he throws himself to the ground and he foams at the mouth and gnashes at the teeth and becomes rigid. This thing throws him into the fire and throws him to the water and he's trying to kill him. This man was possessed with a demon. And so somewhere in the middle of the extreme of the maniac and this man who had one, they said the Bible said a spirit, somewhere in the middle of that was Mary with her seven. We don't know what she looked like. We don't know if that thing threw her down and tossed her around. We don't know if she cried day and night. We don't know if she was cutting herself. We just cannot know. We don't know if when you met her, you can tell something's wrong with Mary. We cannot tell, but what we do know is when we meet her, she's walking with Jesus. She's with Jesus and his disciples. As a matter of fact, Mary's name is mentioned in the Bible more than some of the other apostles and disciples, more than some of the men that were walking with Jesus. Huh. That sounds like a now saving. We don't know what she was doing. Jesus said that I have 
they may have life and have life to the full. The new uh, King James Version says to have it more abundantly. That's a now saving. That's not for later. I don't want us to, to get that mixed up. Abundantly in the Greek is periesos. Periesos. That's, that's my Greek, y'all. Periesos. But I want you to understand, and let me pause right here and understand why I said what that word was in the Greek. For those of you who don't even understand, because often you hear preachers and teachers say, this is what that word means in Hebrew. This is what that word means in the Greek. That's because the Bible was written in those languages. It has been um, uh, changed so that we can understand it now. It's written in our language now. And so the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and the New Testament was written in Greek. And so if we want to find the real meaning, true meanings of some of these words, we can't take it at face value. Sometimes we have to go back and see, well, what did it mean in the Greek when they wrote it? And so when we're looking at New Testament, then we go back to the Greek to see what did the word mean. So for all of you who say, why are they trying to be so deep? No, we're just trying to get a real understanding of what the writer was saying at that time. And so abundantly, he said, I came that they have life more abundantly. In the Greek, it is periesos, perhaps, my pronunciation. But it means an all-around excess. It means more than. I came that they may have life uh, more abundantly. It means beyond what is anticipated. It is going past the expected limit. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life that goes past the limit, past the expected limit. He have come that you might have a greater life, a more than life. He come that you would have more and more and more. He said, I want you to have life in excess. That sounds like a, a now blessing, not just for later, but when you get to heaven. He said, but I came that you might have life, not death. Because we think that this saving is only for death. He said, no, I came that you might have life. And life more abundantly. Life to the full. And I want us to look at this. We, us, we may not look like the maniac of garrisons. We not, may not be, you know, spending our days crying out in a cemetery, yeah, yeah. living with the dead people yeah. among the grave sites. We may not be cutting ourselves with stones. Yeah. We not be like the man. We may not be like him who brought his son and his son was being thrown about it and gnashing his teeth and becoming rigid and something's throwing him down trying to kill him. But you do feel the pull of sinking. He said, I was sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea, he, he pulled me up. It's obvious that something is pulling at these people. And your force may not look like the maniac because I just have a feeling if we saw him in the water, it would have been a sudden pull. But some of us, we're in the water. And most of the time, we can't tell. But it looks like you're in quicksand. Because you're sinking. Sinking to rise. No more. What is pulling you under? What is life saying, doing, happening to you? We don't 
want to be those people that keep coming together, but we're not real. What is holding you? He said that he was far from the peaceful shore. He was sinking to rise, sinking to rise no more. And so I wanted you to put yourself in this story. Because you might say, wait a minute, I am not possessed by no legion of demons. I am not possessed by even one. But what has you? What has you? What's drawing you there? Sadness, depression, suicidal ideation, divorce, the marriage, the children, the lack, the lack of purpose. What's pulling you under? And how do you stay up? Jesus saves. I wanted to take a look at this. Because Marvin Winans says, what a needless thing to do, sinking to rise no more. And so I looked at a few people that said these are signs of someone that's drowning and that they need saving. First off, they're silent. Somebody's drowning. They're going under. Most of the time, especially depends on how far they've gone. They don't have any more noise coming from them. I want us to be careful. And I've heard people say this, I just don't feel anything anymore. I'm just going numb. I can't say nothing no more. I can't argue no more. I can't fight no more. I don't want to do it. They have just gone silent. And I want you to be careful of the people in your lives that have just gone silent. They would usually put up a fight about that situation. They would usually say something about that. Husbands and wives, pay attention to your spouses. Parents, pay attention to your children. Those of you who are in here together and everybody is just, I'm good. Nothing more. I'm good. I'm all right. That's it. I want you to take note, even of yourself, to see if you're sinking. Another sign of somebody who is sinking is they're bobbing up and down. They come up, but then the water pulls them back down. They're up, and then they're pulled back down. And so you're up, and you're happy, and you're here, and you're Johnny on the spot, and then you're back down, and you're angry, and you don't want to be involved, and, and you're isolating, and you're gone again. And then you're back up, and you want to join every team and be involved in everything, and then you're back down, and it's pulling you. And so we see this bobbing up and down with people that are sinking. They're up, and then they're down. You're excited, and then you're sad. And it's extreme, and then it's not. And you're available, and you're not. And you're in love, and you're not. And I want to be a parent, and then I don't. I want to serve you, God, although I don't. You're up, and you're down. You just might be sinking. Sinking to rise no more. And then you just don't even see the effort anymore. When somebody is drowning, in the beginning they're fighting. But once they start to sink, all of the movement stops. And so I want us to pay attention to people that just don't try no more. 
They don't take the medicine no more. They don't eat right no more. They don't want to have the conversation anymore. They pulled away from people. Their life has gotten awfully still. Your teenagers, their life has gotten awfully still. Why are you not saying anything no more? They don't even want to fuss with you no more. They pulled out into themselves. They become still. I want us to pay attention first to ourselves and then to the people in our lives. Am I sinking? Am I sinking to rise tomorrow? What a needless thing to do. Because Jesus saves. And so I wanted us to recognize the signs of drowning, of going under, of sinking. So that we can recognize in ourselves what's happening and we can recognize in others what is happening. And so I want us to take a few points to those who um, are looking for help. How do I signal Jesus? Save me. Jesus, I'm sinking. What does the signal look like? Not those who are sinking, but those who want to be saved. Those who are still fighting. The first thing that they tell you to do if you feel like you're drowning, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and fill your lungs with fresh air. I want you to understand that Jesus saves. He is the breath of life. Take a deep breath and bring in Jesus. Take a deep breath and read a scripture. Take a deep breath and get to the people who love God. Take a deep breath and say that I need some help. You got to get some breath down in those lungs. God, I feel like I'm sinking. But what a needless thing to do because Jesus saves. He said, I am the breath of life. Breathe me in. Breathe me in in whichever way you can get me. Take it as a sign if you see a man on a corner that says, Jesus saved. Take it as a sign if you see a license plate. Take it as a sign if you see a billboard. Take it as a sign if you get a text from the church. The text is, tur the church is texting you and you're ignoring it. No, that's a breath. Where is your therapist? And what's your prayer look? 
look like. You got to toss off these heavy weights. Some of that hatred and unforgiveness that you keep on. Some of that unforgiveness that you keep holding on to. It's weighing you down. You're seeking because you won't forgive. You're seeking because you're worried about them. Guess what? You're going to seek and they're going to live. You keep trying to hold on to that unforgiveness. Some of you are physically ill in your body because you won't let it go. Oh, man. I don't know why God he keeps on pressing on me this. And this is for those divorcees. God said, oh, yeah. Divorcees, baby mamas, baby daddies. They're heavy weights. And they keep you sinking. You can't rise because you're worried about what they do. You can't rise because I need them to know what's happening over here. You can't rise because you're worried about what they did to you. How unfair it was. How, how disappointed you are. And so it's a heavy weight that you continue to carry around because you won't release it. It's over. It's over. The divorce has happened. Doggone shame. But it's over. The baby daddy, the baby mama, it's not over, but you ain't got to carry that weight. You don't have to keep looking to get them back. The weight of revenge and retaliation, oh, it's heavy. And every thought I'm thinking, I'm going to get you back. You just wait. The way to trying to prove yourself to people is heavy. I'm going to show you that I am something and I can be something, that I am somebody. And so I'm living just to prove something to you. Toss away anything that's weighing you down, including guilt. You did it. It happened. It really did. It was your fault. But guilt is a heavy weight. That is what, give yourself some mercy. Give yourself some grace. Jesus got it for you. Jesus said you got to toss away that guilt that you are holding on to. Some of y'all is just guilty. And you have um, uh, elected the verdict on yourself of guilt. You put it on you. Nobody else called you guilty. You rendered the sentence. And so you're living under the sentence of guilt that you put on yourself. It happened. You did do it. The crime, the deed, the conversation, you talked too much, you did go there, let go of the guilt. Toss away anything that's weighing you down. And then tell him you need him. Jesus waits for an invitation. Even though he's around all the time. Even though he's been throwing in some things on your behalf. You haven't even invited him in or acknowledged him in a long time, but he's still throwing stuff in under the, he's still throwing stuff in. 
under the table. You know, I say that, and for some of you, it's not intentional, like you did not know, right? And so for me, um, I didn't know. I just didn't know. I didn't know to call upon him. I didn't know that I wasn't. I was an adult, and I still needed Jesus, and I wasn't calling on him. But you know, Jesus still threw something in for me. <laughs> he threw David in for me. <laughs> he threw David in from Louisville, Kentucky, all the way over here to Las Vegas. Here, that's why let me throw you a little something. <laughs> And so I owe him because even when I didn't know to ask, he was saving me. He was saving me from all them other horrible relationships. Thank you, Jesus. He was saving me. Jesus saves. And so we don't have to be those people that's walking around waiting for Jesus to throw us something. We can be those who are sinking, who those who are saying, over here, Jesus. I need you over here. We have to be able to tell him, throw a signal up, throw a prayer up, say something to him that I need you over here. I'm sinking. Don't wait until you go under to cry out to Jesus. Jesus, say. He saves. The Bible doesn't tell us how Mary Magdalene got to Jesus. We don't know if he was walking through a town and she saw him like blind Bartimaeus. We don't know. We don't know if she went looking for him like the woman with the issue of blood. When we meet her, she's already walking with Jesus. She's already a part of him, them. And I want us to hear something. For those of you who say, Pastor Rhonda, I'm not sinking. I'm not in quicksand. I'm all right. Sometimes, y'all, we, we are all right. But I want to know, are you still with him? Are you still walking with him? Because not only did he save her and deliver her, then she stayed. It said, now she's walking with him. Now she is the one who is with the other women who is at his crucifixion. She stayed through the hard times with him. Oh. She stayed through the hard times with him. And then we see her that she goes back to the tomb looking for him. Oh, I wonder. I know I'm ahead. I can't tell the whole story, y'all. But if you did not know Jesus, Jesus was crucified. And Mary Magdalene was one of the women that remained there. She was also one of the women that went back to the tomb that morning looking for him. She's also the woman who Jesus first showed himself to. The person, not even the woman. She was the first one who saw him after he was risen. And so for those of you who say, I'm saved. Because every Sunday we give you the opportunity to invite Jesus into your life. And a lot of Sundays, there's no hands that go up. So that means that you all are telling us, oh, I already got Jesus in my life. And so I have a question. Do you have him past the deliverance? He delivered her. He, he uh, uh, took seven demons away from her. He's delivered some of you. Y'all don't live the same lives that y'all used to live. You're not in that same place. But what I want to know, are you still with him past the deliverance? She committed herself to him past that. She walked with him past 
that. She stayed with him even in the hard times. For some of you, when the going get tough, you get going. And you move away from the Jesus that saved you. The one that you cried about. The one that freed you. The one that brought your family back to you. The one that healed your body. But when the going gets tough again, now you're wondering. Now you don't have no trust in him. Jesus says now and later. If you want to be being saved, then we have to remain with him. We have to continue to walk with him. And not just use him for the gifts, for the deliverance. And then we're gone. We don't want to be those people that only show up when they need something. But he saves you now, and he saves you later. It says in John 14, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that? I am going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Y'all, it's a now and a later. The Bible doesn't tell us where Mary Magdalene is. It doesn't even show us what happens to her. Some of the disciples, we know what happened to them. We know how they died and, and how they passed. But uh, we don't really get a glimpse into heaven to see what Peter and Paul and, and John and Mark and Luke, we don't know what they're doing. And we don't know what Mary's doing, but I just have to believe that she got the later with Jesus because she received him in the now. Because she received him in the now. And so I want to pray for us on this afternoon. Y'all, Jesus saves. And I want to pray for those who feel like I'm sinking. And I don't want you to be shy. Because you might just be sinking a little bit. Some of you might be sinking a lot of it. And you need something to grab you. And you want to send a signal out today. Jesus, I need you. Even those of you who have already invited Jesus into your life, you still might need him now. He's now, not just later. You don't have to accept him into your life and then wait to go to heaven. You are being saved right now. You're walking with him right now. And so let's stand all over the place. Because I want to pray for us. But I want you also to know that you have to invite him into your life. He wants the invitation. He's not a bully. He ain't going to make you do it. Who wants to be with somebody that they're being made to love you? made to stay with you. He wants you to invite him in. Y'all, Jesus saves. He saved her for seven years. And then she said, I'm, I'm going to walk with you. And we don't know what the pool was like to pull her back. But if you 
walking with Jesus like you got somebody praying for you now. You got somebody walking with you now. You got somebody that's still with you now. And so I want to pray for those first to say, I need to invite him in. You're that one that's, you flagging out there. Over here, Jesus. Over here, Jesus, I need saving. Over here, Jesus, I won't make it without you. Over here, you, you sending up a signal. If that's you, I just want you to say this prayer with me. If you've gotten too far away from him, like I'm thinking, even you young adults, I see you young people in the room. Don't think this is only for the older people in the room. This is for you too. Because we understand that you can feel like you're sinking. And we want you to pray this prayer. Invite Jesus into your life. The only thing that you have to say today is that I'm willing to try Jesus. I don't know what all this is about, but I'm willing to try. And so let's say this prayer together all over the room, and especially those of you who said, no, I really need this today. Some of you haven't said anything to anybody, but that sinking feeling, it comes on every now and then. And then you're able to come back up for air, but then it feels like something else is pulling you down again. And so I want you to pray this prayer. For those of you who have gotten too far away, like I used to be close, but I need to pray that again. I want you to pray this prayer with us on today. So let's say it together. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I've made some mistakes, but on today, I invite you in. I need you, Jesus. Save me. Keep me. Be my God. Be my friend. And so thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer on today, just raise your hand. I just want to see you. If you said it for the first time, oh, I see you. And you all who said it, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, I see you. Please keep those hands up. I want to pray for you as you keep your hands up. Our team is going, I see you. I see you over here, sister. Um, our team is going to come, and they are going to, they're just going to give you a card. We just want to make sure that you have a book that knows what is to happen next um, for this journey that you are saying that. Um, Y'all put the hands up one more time. I see one here, two, three, four, five. I see six people, you all seven. So please let's make sure that we get all of their information. Heaven is celebrating. Thank you. Heaven is celebrating you on today. There's a celebration happening for your life on today. And now I just want to pray for those who have said that. If you don't mind, can you guys come up? I just want to pray with you. Not going to be anything wild up here, but I do want to pray with you. I want you to know that this is the most important day of your life. I want you to understand that. Absolutely. Yes, I'm a little bit close. I'm just going to pray a prayer. Because I 
or that this was not what you needed to do. But I want all of you to know that this is the best day of your life. And because you said that prayer and invited Jesus in, did you girls say that prayer too? Amen. Amen. And so I'm just going to pray with you. You might feel somebody touch you on your shoulder or on your back. It's just a prayer. Yes, let's pray. Father God, I just say thank you for what you were doing. I thank you, God. But these your people who have come, oh God, to dedicate themselves to you. And I thank you, oh God, for a life-changing decision. I thank you, oh God, that you seal this in their hearts and in their lives today. Oh God, that from this day forward, they will never be the same. God, I thank you that you're sealing him even right now in you. I thank you, oh God, that you let them know that it's you and that you love them and that you're moving on their behalf. These are the people that say, Jesus, I need you. And so God, seal it up. Don't let anything come against their decision on today. Don't let anything come against, oh God, what they're doing and how they're moving on your behalf. Oh, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you. Jesus said, I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you to make this decision. I needed you to come this way. He said, you've been on my heart. He said, you've been seeing me throw at you a few things. He said, but now I want to be in full relationship with you. And so thank you, God. I give myself away. I give myself away. God, this is my day.
I'm sinking. I feel like I'm sinking. Stay here. I feel like I'm sinking. It don't have to be a great sinking. You don't have to be embarrassed about it. But y'all, we believe in prayer. And it's a needless thing to do for you to fight by yourself. It's a, it's a needless thing to do for you to leave here and not receive the prayer that you need on today. So if that's you, we just want to pray. I just want to touch and agree with you on today that I don't want to go under, that I will not go under, that I am up and I want to stay up. I thank you for the bravery. You know what? There were people who cried out to Jesus and they were saying, be quiet and don't say nothing. They did not care what anybody said because their life and their health was more important than what anybody was going to say and what they were going to look like. And so I thank you for those that say, Jesus, anyway and anyhow, I need you. I need you, Jesus. And so we're going to pray for these Jesus. We said thank you for these, your people. We said thank you for those of us who are standing in your name. We said thank you, oh God. That no matter what it looks like, God, I am with you. And that I stand with you, God. I thank you, oh God, that you won't let me go under, that you won't lose me, oh God. You won't leave me, that I am here with you. And so, God, speak a word of life. Speak to our hearts, speak to the situation, God. But you also brought something 
and I thank you for doing that. Thank you. Um, we're going to go right into our time of, of announcements now. But uh, we missed it last week. We're not going to miss it this week. You all, it was Pastor Ronnie's birthday. <laughs> Pastor Ronnie holds the house down while she holds us together. She knows how to do everything. She's a jack of all trades, and she's there for us. And so we did not want to miss her celebration. Her birthday was last week, but we still celebrating her in the house. Pastor Rodney, your church loves you. We thank you for everything that you do. The church gave her a little blessing, y'all, that she might go to dinner and take a, a handsome husband sitting over there in the back. Kareem, tell her she got to take you to dinner or something. <laughs> but we did just want to say happy birthday uh, to Pastor Rodney. Uh, Pastor, do you want to do announcements or do you want me to take it? Okay. And so uh, for the announcements as they come up, please be reminded that on this Tuesday, that this Tuesday, our vision meeting for this campus is happening on this coming Tuesday. It's going to be at 6.30. Y'all, that's when we talk about what is this ministry all about? Where are we going? What is our vision for this coming year? It happens right there. We um, go over the finances. We go over a department. We tell you what our need is. And so please come back on um, Tuesday at 6.30 so you can be in the know. This is where we elect our board of trustees, those who of govern the finances of the ministry. You'll get to hear from the pastors and some of the department directors. Uh, come on and know what's going on in the church that you serve in. Um, and so please be here on, on Tuesday at 6.30. We'll be here. We're going to have, have that meeting. Um, the other thing that I want you all to do is sign up for our leadership retreat. Sign up. It's not a leadership retreat. It's a leadership conference. But it is going to be fantastic. It is united. Oh, united we fly. And boy, the team has put together fabulous workshops. I want you to know that everyone is invited. If you're in leadership in any way, not only here in the ministry, do you lead on your job, you're going to get some tools and things that you can take back. You're leading your household. You need to know how to lead. And you need to come and be a part of this. Registration is only $50, y'all. It's a three-day conference. And it's $50. It will be between um, our ACS Central Campus and right here. We've got some fabulous evening services um, that are going to happen, worship services. This is the time we fill the leaders up. We give them a charge to move on into the year. And so please, please register for this. You do need to register. We need to know how many uh, people are going to be here, how much material we need, all of the things. And so do register for this United 2024 Leadership Advance Conference. This conference is amazing. Um, I often see at that conference who God is pulling next. Yeah. Who he's pulling next. They set me up at this conference, y'all. I was a manager on my job. And they were, you know, telling everybody to sign up. And I'm like, but I don't work here in the church. I don't have a position here. And she said, oh, no, this is for in any way that you need. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get some stuff for my job. And God set me up. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. I'm managing over here. Where's the job? <laughs> the job is gone. And I'm here. But God pulls leaders as he begins to call out, begins to anoint. Um, and so it happens at that leadership conference. 
Um, as folks who signed up to be there. Um, I think that is all that we have. Uh, is it prayer week this week? No, no. Oh, I'm like, whoa. But prayer week will be coming up and we'll talk about prayer week when it's happening. That's what I need to talk about. Kingdom Academy is beginning. Did you all know that in the ministry where you serve that we have a Kingdom Academy, that we have classes with um, qualified teachers that are teaching you. Some of them are ministry things. Some of them are just leadership. Dr. O is clapping because he's a, one of the qualified teachers. Dr. Carson is one of the qualified teachers. Pastor Darian is one of the qualified teachers that will be teaching um, at our Kingdom Academy. And so please make sure that you sign up. If you are a director in this church, then it is a strong, strong, strong encouragement that you take leadership uh, one with Dr. Parson. We don't want to have you in place, but you have really no leadership foundation. And so it is a strong encouragement that all of the directors take this leadership uh, one class. And y'all look at that. The classes are online. And so they're making it a bit more convenient for you this time to sign up for the classes. Six weeks, $60, $10 a week? Come on, you spending that at Starbucks. I know you are. A Dutch brother, you know, it's a competition anyway. Make sure that you um, sign up for, for Kingdom Academy. It is worth your while. It is worth your while. You want to get to know what ministry is all about over here? It's going to happen in some of these classes. And so please do that. I think that is all that we have for today in the way of our announcements. So let's stand all over the place. Amen. Say amen for the word of God. And Pastor Shabbat today. Jesus saved. Jesus saved. They almost made me sing my song today. <laughs> but y'all, Jesus saved. Amen. While she gets ready to go um, to greet you on your way out, we uh, next week, that's right, it's up there. Next week, Aliante will be 14 years old. So y'all come on back next week and we're just about out the street. We're going to be in the house next week for our 14th birthday here at Aliante. Uh, and I have a word. We need to know who the day ones are. We may have a little song. Three, four. Yeah, if you were there, if you were there day one. Eight. Nine. It's a good thing to be a day one. I'm a day one. Don't forget that we're looking for that just one. Um, so all this week, asking we're asking God for divine appointments. Somebody needs to say that prayer that they said today. And please, somebody on the staff, make sure you go into our website and put those eight on there. We're going for 225 people to say that prayer this year. We got 193 last year. This year our goal is 225, but we have to keep track of it. That's right, Joy. That's, that's, uh, that's amazing. So Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you and we praise you for this service. We thank you for the word that has gone forth. We thank you for the souls that you saved and sealed today. Now, God, give us divine appointments this week for just, some, uh, just one more, God. 
each of us to run into somebody that needs you. God, set it up right now. You are making divine appointments. God, include us into that. Now, God, take us to our various homes. Bring us back here at the appointed time. God, keep us safe as we go and blessed. Because they step foot in New Antioch, they shall be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you'd like to join New Antioch, there's that welcome table out there. Tell them you know this should be your church home. And ministers, uh, you have MIT tonight. Uh, ministers in training tonight right here. If you need to, if you have not given, uh, you can give all the way out. Uh, also, if you need to give electronically, uh, somebody will be in on my right uh, to, I believe, uh, if you want to give electronically, we'll set you up, but you can also, if you have an offering envelope, you can give on the way out. God bless you all. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Come back and see us. So glad to have you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. We hope this episode encouraged you, lifted your faith, and understand that Jesus saves now and later. And salvation is free. You just have to accept it. So we'll see you next time on the NACF Podcast. And if you're looking for a church, we have three campuses conveniently located across the valley. We have our central campus. That's 2909 West Washington. Service time is at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Next, we have our Aliante campus. That's 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. Service time is at 12.30 p.m. on Sundays. Then we have our Sunrise Christian Fellowship. Their service is at Saturday at 6 p.m. at 4344 West Cheyenne. So we look forward to seeing you. Come on in. Meet Jesus, change your life, and find your purpose. We promise you, your life will never be the same once you step foot in any of our new Antioch Christian Fellowship campuses.